Hello and welcome to this episode of Demystified as we explore home cooking in a modern world. Hello, I'm Linda and I'm here with my friend Paul. Hey Paul. Good morning, Linda. How are you today? Yeah, it's a Monday morning. It is a Monday morning today, and uh, most times we try to do them on Monday. Paul, I've been thinking over the weekend oh, since no. I know it's, it could be it could be a bad start to our conversation, but given that uh, we are in the process of getting our combi steam oven fixed, and it's still with the repairman, so that's okay. It's been there now for one whole day, and we're still missing it. Um, and we could be out looking for another combi steam oven. And as you know, I'm going to get two. But over the over the time cooking with steam's been going, and even before that, we we went to demos. You've conducted a lot of demos, and you and I have been to a couple. And you've seen a lot of people who are in their their journey for cooking, whether it be combi steam ovens or whether it just be they want to buy an oven or they don't know about induction. And I'm sure you've got a huge insight into <laughs> insider opinions. <laughs> um, yeah, well, maybe maybe more opinions, but but you've seen a lot of people, you know, sit across the, the bench from you, and they're there for a reason. Mm. And you know, they're looking for help, they're looking for instruction, or sometimes I'm sure they're looking for a free lunch. But but most times they're there looking for. Some information about something about the new technology or how this all works because yeah. for by and large when people replace a major appliance and and while it's not the biggest expense in our house it's certainly it's one that you don't you don't spend that money all the time it's not like no. you know you get into the habit of buying an oven no. so it's 10 years 15 years sometimes 20 years between you know searching for a product and the market changes so quickly yeah and so they really do need a lot of help. So what are you finding like in a typical demo? Mm. What are you trying to get across or what do you think uh, people yeah. are there for? Well, I think you're right. People are there obviously to understand what's changed over well since the last time they purchased. So you get a I mean there's a variety of uh customers I suppose um, you have your customers that uh, have bought a let's say an older house and have got older appliances in there and they're doing a, a reno you're getting people that are doing a new build they're getting people like yourself that have uh, well, within the last 10 years had an appliance and maybe they're not happy with it and will go for a replacement um, so the thing about them is is that um Cooking demonstrations do play an important part, but it's really up to the client how much or the customer how much they get out of them. So anyone that's going to a demo, I'd say go prepared. And and when I say prepared, go prepared with like some questions that you want answered. Part of the beauty of a cooking demonstration generally, um, and I mean I've done big crowd cooking demonstrations, which are a little bit more difficult. Uh, but the smaller crowd, you know, the six to eight people, um, they're good because you can have one-on-one -on -one interaction. And what most people want is answers to their specific cooking 
queries and questions. So people will come in with their own cookware at times. Will this work on induction? You know, they, they bring their pot in. You know, in the case of uh, demonstrating a downdraft, they bring in a tall pot and go, does this work? Um, will my oven tray fit in this particular oven that you're showing me today? An oven tray? Yeah, it, it happens often. So, okay. pe- you know, people have got their favourite bits of cookware. Yeah, and so, yeah, yeah. now, while that's only one example, it's... Um, but come prepared like in the case of combi steam it's a little bit different because people are a lot of people still don't know okay so it's still quite new and they're like what is this thing um and generally they've been suggested to go to a demo by whoever the sales consultant is is looking after them so they can have a look and see because a lot of people will still walk in and go okay i want an oven um and maybe have never heard of it like you didn't know well, I mean, you sort well, of, I, yeah, well, yeah, you sort of... No, you, I, I'd done some research, yeah. but... Um, but you still didn't know the no, ins and outs no, of it. No, uh, so combi steam is a little bit different because you quite often get customers that have just walked in and go, no, I just want to get a regular oven. And then they come to a combi steam demo or a demo that has a combi steam oven and maybe you sort of open up their eyes a bit to see the possibilities. Um, they're not... Well, they shouldn't be a hard sell. They should just be showing what is possible with those particular appliances. Um, and quite often what a demo is, once you get through the ins and outs of the appliance, quite often what a demo becomes is a bit of a cooking lesson, be it right or wrong. Um, people want have a desire to understand technique which is why I'm kind of technique driven because that's the they're the bits that people ask me more questions about than anything else. Um, they kind of go the demo goes in a bit of a wave. It's it's kind of it's a bit funny. You get the initial sort of when people arrive, they sit down and they ask quite well they listen and they ask quite specific questions about uh, how this bit of technology works or what's the effect of having a touch screen and you know is that going to you know, break down versus having a, you know, old style oven with a knob and you get those bits and then you get into the cooking part of it. Um, and that's where the, okay, why are you doing it like this? Why are you doing it like that? Uh, the technique, the food technique questions come into it. And then at the end, you'll generally come back to maybe the technology or, or something like that. And that's where you can get to people a little bit more one-on-one so you'll be able to take them to an oven to a cooktop and run them through the individual functionality that they want to know about it's good it's a it's different every time um but the worst and for anyone going to a cooking demonstration just the worst ones from a demonstrator's perspective and i can tell you and i've only had maybe i can count them on one hand um you get the ones when no one asks anything. And so you're there for two hours and you're getting nothing back from the crowd and it's incredibly difficult. Um, so if you see a cooking demonstrator sort of drowning like that, just throw them a bone. <laughs> like, <laughs> ask a question. Ask a question. How are you going? Yeah. And what they do is they generally will go off. Like, I mean, I don't script mine. Um, and they go off in tangents depending on the questions that people ask. And if someone asks a question, what you might often find is someone else will have a, 
similar sort of question and they go off in all sorts of tangents um particularly around you know cooking styles um ingredients like everything so there's not a tried and true sort of there should i don't think there should be a tried and true scripted demonstration it's very much customer driven um so go prepared and with what you want answered uh and the skill of the demonstrator is to actually listen to your question anyone that's doesn't answer your question directly like if they spear off into a something that you didn't really ask that's when you need to sort of perk up and go no no that's not what i was asking be be reasonably direct because like you say this isn't a small amount of money um generally and especially if you're doing an entire kitchen package like you're talking fridge cooktop range hood uh, ovens maybe one two you know who knows like there's wine fridge you know all sorts of stuff um and just remember that the demonstrator uh a good demonstrator will have product knowledge outside of cooking appliances but not depth so if you ask a demonstrator about a dishwasher as an example they should know the basic ins and outs of the brand that they're working for they don't they won't have the depth of knowledge that they sh- would have on cooking but they should have a few of the basic ins and outs and be able to tell you a little bit about those pieces so you know it's a funny environment um but yeah the the piece of advice i can give to people is certainly when you let's say going from gas to induction or when you're going from regular oven to combi steam or even pyrolytic for that matter um, and you know, you, you're getting into touchscreen ovens and you know Wi-Fi apps and all this sort of stuff. Um, it's worthwhile going, and they're f- generally, I mean, globally, they're free. So, and they go for about an hour and a half, two hours. Yeah, it depends. Different brands do different uh, lengths of time. I kind of try and get mine done in an hour and a half, and then leave half an hour at the end for people to come up and go through individual stuff because quite often you're sitting at a bit of a distance from where and especially nowadays from where um you know so people might not be able to see as clearly and they want to touch the screen and it's all well and good demonstrating it but getting get up touch and feel and play with them like because unless you're comfortable with it you're generally not gonna get involved what sort of food when i know that we've been to you know a few and i've seen a few independently the the food that you want to present at a food demo, what do you show? Because you've only got an hour and a half to show people really a range of of appliances, how to use an induction or how to get the best out of this or that. Yeah. So what would be typically a kind of, you know... Uh, well, all brands do it differently depending on what they want to focus on. So a lot of brands that demonstrate combi steam will focus on the combination side of things and not so much the standalone steam side of things, um, which is where I think maybe they miss out a little bit. Um, and maybe that's just a lack of understanding, but, but this is my opinion. Um, the food, so... What, the way I do it is I look at what appliances I might have on hand at a particular location because they quite often vary. So one 
place that you might like a retailer that you might do a demo might only have a couple of ovens that so the brand you're representing they might only have a couple of ovens there and then another retailer might have two ovens cooktop range would you know fridge um so it depends the way i work it is and when i'm trying to figure out what to cook depends on what appliances i have on hand so i don't just go in with okay i'm going to do x y and z i mean there is a basis to it but generally the appliances i have on hand dictate what i cook and what i try and do is pack in as much as possible into that hour and a half or two hours so i don't want to just show a combi steam oven steaming vegetables at 100 degrees while i will do that as part of it that doesn't tell the story to me i want to show as many different functionality functions of the appliance in a short time frame as i possibly can so i'll use vegetables i'll do a dessert at a different temperature i'll do maybe some sous vide i'll do like whatever i can manage efficiently in a two-hour time period that's what i kind of go for um a lot of brands go for the the big like super duper feast and stuff whereas i'm more of a let's just have a little taster so everything's quite small um you know we're talking sort of 60 80 gram portions of things because you are time limited and no one really is going to sit there and watch a roast chicken you know in an oven so you gotta you gotta get stuff in and out the other thing with me when i do my demonstrations i'm very keen on showing from raw to finished in front of the customer so i don't want to have pre-prepared pre-cooked stuff um everything has to start from raw like you would at home i'm trying to mimic what happens at home um now although it might be smaller and because it's smaller it will generally cook a little bit faster um it gives you an accurate indication of like a raw piece of fish to a cooked piece of fish in 15 minutes and then you can pile in other you know dishes and things on top the idea being is that you show i think as many different functions of the appliance in a two hour um, demonstration as possible so the food while important i kind of look at the food as a tool to show the appliance a lot of people get caught up in the food competition side of thing and start talking to you about master chef and gordon ramsay and all the rest of it um it's it's not a realistic sort of uh, thing to be thinking about in a cooking demonstration no like if no. if if we want to spend two hours on creating a single dish yes we could do that and it'll be something probably uh that someone at home is not going to cook and you know explaining multi multiple techniques and it doesn't really show the appliance off and that's a cooking lesson not yeah. a cooking demonstration so yeah. i kind of use the food as a bit of a tool and it's generally pretty simple stuff what i go for is like premium ingredients but prepare them very simply so it's not dictating to people how they cook at home or how they should cook um or what flavors they should use it's it's not it's just very straightforward it's not certainly not bland cooking but it's you know just take a really good ingredient and cook it correctly 
and show how the appliance can cook that ingredient correctly. That's my theory on it. So if you are really interested in, in maybe two appliances, maybe an oven and a cooktop, yeah. you should make sure that that demonstration is going to be able to do it. Uh, if, yeah. if, you're, if you're going for a brand, yeah. if you have it you know, set on a particular brand... And what you have to understand is that um, depending on where you are, like Australia's, you know, as far as cooking demonstrations, a pretty prominent part of the, the journey. I know in the States there's not many. Like certainly uh, particular brand showrooms will have them, so that's where you can access, um, you know, all of the appliances. But don't be uh, put off by, okay, you go to... X store and they've got products which will they can cook in and demonstrate but they might not have the, the cooktop that you particularly want that demonstrator should be able to somewhere in the store show you that cooktop and run you through uh, the functionality of it and how it works the limitation with having everything plugged in is generally power so there's only a certain amount of power that, like electricity mm. going into the store um, quite often you can't have gas like mains gas you certainly can't have LPG um, piped into the store so but a lot of things like induction cooktops will be in what's called a demo mode so they can show you the functionality you can switch it on it just won't heat so you can see it light up how, how it actually works but it just doesn't heat and it's very similar with ovens anyone any brand that doesn't have their stuff plugged in for you to actually turn on now when I say turn on, it's not going to heat, but at least turn on so you can see the interface, see... Yeah, you can see how the, it lights, lights up. Lights up, all the rest of it. Um, you need to be going somewhere else. But most these days should be able to... I often have this conversation with people that I work with that, in my opinion, um, and I've done, I don't know how many demonstrations now, but... The only way that combi steam sells if, is if you can demonstrate it because it's just a theory in people's... And explaining that theory, it's just an idea in people's heads. You have to actually show them for this appliance to sell. Um, and, the same and that's would from be, a brand perspective. Like, but the same would be for induction and, and particularly with a product with a downdraft. Yeah, so until, all downdrafts. Until you certainly. see that downdraft and you see... And we've seen a few yeah. that range from... Nah, to fantastic yeah. and you can really tell but unless you see that you just have no idea yeah and and they're the ones like you look at the you know the videos online and do a bit of research mm. although they give you an idea nothing compares to so a downdraft is probably the best example nothing compares to seeing it in real life and whether it actually does what the video yeah. portrays that it does yeah. Because that's a real visual thing. Um, but from an oven perspective, like you, every single marketing image that you see for every manufacturer with an oven will have beautiful golden brown multi-level cooking that, you know, does it all, right? Yeah. I, you know, I still think the best way to know if it's going to work is to actually see someone cooking it. Um, and mind you... Don't, don't worry, the mistakes happen. So, like, demonstrators mess up. No one's perfect, and cooking isn't perfect. Um, but the question is, is, is the demonstrator good enough to sort of 
hide it a little well, bit. Well, you and I have both been to one where lovely person behind yeah. the demonstration, lovely person, and, and a this really was a quality brand, uber premium brand, and you it know, was, there was pretty average. There was one lady sitting on our side of the of the bench. Wearing a diamond that she I was, thought had its own postcode, it was so big. Yeah, she was dripping in diamonds. And uh, and the lady that was preparing food was was just not on top of you know the burnt the burnt bread. Yeah. The uh, yeah, the oily. No, it was terrible. It was, she just missed the mark completely. Yeah, and don't don't just. Um... Which was a shame because it was a great brand, and she was obviously. Um, you know, a, a well-liked, well-known person to that brand. But, mm. wow, the, from a cooking demo point of view. Do you... One of the things in the very early days when you were demonstrating with a, a downdraft company, you used to have a technician would be there, someone who really knew the product technically. Yeah. And you would demonstrate it from a cooking point of view. And so I always thought there was an interesting selling point that... And, I, and you don't see it when you go to cooking demonstrations, which are really appliance demonstrations. Yeah. You don't see them when you go to the big retailers that a salesperson isn't often there because Do- you know you know the product, you might know the brand really well, yeah. but that salesperson has sitting in front of them potential customers you want to buy who are looking to get some help then on the actual product, the price, the deal. Yeah. And no one, there's no one around. And so if you've got questions about design, will it fit, specifications, you can't answer that, can you? Uh, well, I kind of, for me, uh, so traditionally when I started working for that downdraft company, I there was a, a rep there who knew there, and fortunately this rep was a actual um, kitchen designer previously. So he had a pretty clear understanding of how everything fit added to which he was German so he was really like spot on to the millimetre about knowing that sort of stuff yeah. um, but what what was funny is is over time he actually uh, didn't involve himself as much as I learnt the product so as I listened to him I learnt what he, how he was communicating that stuff and I would take that on as part of my presentation, if you like. And it was the same when I started working for another brand, which was more uh, ovens and, and cooktops and that sort of stuff. Initially, yes, I'd, I'd have a sales rep there. And eventually, it wasn't necessary because I knew the specs, the ins and outs, the amperage required for an induction cooktop. So a good demonstrator, in my opinion, knows that stuff and doesn't need to have a salesperson there. There is generally in that scenario, like, and we're talking more specifically in Australia, in in that scenario, you're hosting these demonstrations in a retail outlet and there's about 10 salespeople in there. Now, it's those salespeople, in my opinion, that should be coming over at the conclusion of the demonstration and, and helping people. Um, whether there needs to be a brand salesperson there, it's arguable. Like, I, I don't... I think initially someone new to the company that maybe doesn't hasn't had the training and is hired as a cook or a demonstrator for the company, then yes. Um, but I think over time it should be part of their job to understand, you know, a few of those specifications. I never talk price, ever. So 
throughout however many years I've been doing this, price was something that I never discussed with customers. Did you get asked it? Yep, all the time. Okay. Um, and I didn't discuss it because uh, there was quite often different promotions going on and it might be cheaper. And I, I, did, I didn't see that as my role. As soon as you start discussing price, you become a salesperson. And I think it dilutes what you're there to do, which is demonstrate the product. So I'm pretty fervent on not knowing the price, although I know it. I, I kind of go, nah, not my job. You want to know the price? Talk to a salesperson. I didn't know how to process orders at all. I didn't know any of those bits because you still want to leave it to you know, a salesperson to secure the deal. Your job, from a demonstrator's perspective, is just to show the appliance in its best light. You're not there to be a hard sell on people. Your job is to show the appliance. And if you do a good enough job, the people will buy. But it's only if you do a good enough job. It doesn't secure the sale, but it doesn't not help secure a sale. It's just a part of a bigger picture. Um, and brands do it because it is important. Like, there's no doubt it is important. And if you do it well, I have quite a lot of data to back up. If you do it well, you can get some success out of it. And for the brand that you might be working for, it um, can help increase sales, especially with people that are looking. Very rarely you're going to get a demonstration for a $500 oven. No. Okay, so it's generally you're talking in the thousands. So you're getting those customers that are willing to spend a bit more Generally, the customers attending a demonstration, much like yourself, are, are pretty keen home cooks that maybe want to improve end results. I've said it before, I'm not in the business of changing the way people cook. I'm in the business of showing people how to improve their end result. And if I can show them through A, technique, and B, through an appliance, my job's done. Well, I think that's what uh, I've learned over the time anyway. But in terms of taking along your plans, if you've got a full reno or a, an amended kitchen or even just the dimensions you're trying to fit an oven in, at what point should you do you reckon you should take in your plans or your idea? At the, at the actual, okay, we've sorted it out now, now we're going to get specific. Talk to a salesperson because while, while you know the price, yeah. you don't know the final price that they're going to get paid mm. or get charged because... There's deals, there's discounts. There's all sorts of stuff. There's all sorts of stuff that go into affecting the price. Yeah. But at what point do you really get serious taking all that stuff? Um, Well, it depends. If you're doing your own design, you know, basically building the kitchen yourself, that's totally up to you. Uh, If you're working with a designer or an architect or someone like that, they'll tell you at what point they need specs. um, And then they'll draw in the specs of the appliances that you're considering it's got to be said that most now if i just for a second put north america aside globally except for i think switzerland so switzerland and north america will just park for a second most wall ovens so i'm not talking freestanding ranges but most wall ovens are uh 60 centimeters wide 24 inches across all brands like it's almost a standard size the height of the oven will differ and you'll get 60 or you'll get 60 by 45 
or you'll get 15 centimeter vacuum drawers by 60. Um, so most are very similar from a, a size perspective. Uh, but to answer your question, when do you go in? You, your kitchen designer or architect will tell you, okay, I need some specs about, and the only thing that will change within those specs, especially if we're talking wall ovens, is cut out for your cooktop. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, and, and different brands will do different things as far as the cutout dimensions that they need. So we've recently been looking at yours. Yep. Um, so a brand that I used to work for had a 75 centimeter gas cooktop. So if you were, and a lot of people in older houses will have a 60 centimeter gas cooktop. Now, the benefit of that 75 centimeter gas cooktop was you didn't have to change your cutout. It fit into a 60 so you got more cooktop, but it fit into a 60 cutout. So it was a really good design. Um, but induction changes things. Do you want it flush mounted? All that sort of stuff. So when do you take it in? When you're told or straight up front when you're shopping. But understand that most built-in appliances will be of similar dimensions globally. I know Switzerland have their own size. 55 centimeters for some unknown reason um and our friends in america and north america will be bigger but the funny thing about a lot of those um appliances they're bigger in width but the cavity itself will be the same it's bizarre it is bizarre yeah so i know that uh so they get your little oven at home right is a 45 centimeter high by a 60 centimeter wide combi steam oven what I can tell you is that that same oven will come in a 90 centimetre wide oven and you open the door, but the cavity is identical to yours. That really doesn't make sense. Yeah. And then you have freestanding. Well, other than yeah. it just visually bigger might look better or yeah. more prestigious, but the cavity is the same. Yeah. And then freestanding ranges are, again, a bit different. So that's where you've got your, your oven and your cooktop in a freestanding unit. And again, to a degree, they're very similar in size across most major manufacturers. You'll get 90 centimetre, 120 centimetre, so 30, I'm not so good with the inches, 36, 36 inch, 32 inch, I can't remember, 36 and 48. Like they get pretty big, um, but the sizes are pretty generic, You're pretty generic across all brands. So from your... Gaganauer's, Mealers, like all of them, they're built-in stuff. Although it will have a different appearance, the actual cutout size will be almost identical. And that's why when you go cabinetry shopping, and let's say you're doing built-in wall ovens, the cabinetry will be 60 centimetres wide because it's a global thing. Okay. Yeah. So don't be too caught up. Probably cooktops a little bit more... um, important maybe not important but um you know the cutout for your cooktop if you're doing stone and stuff like that um you need to know a a cooktop cutout if you're getting stone cut because that's an expensive process that's what Um, we're looking at yeah and if you you know depending on what surface material i know if you use materials like decton which is a really high quality and i'm not promoting brands here but i've used cooktops on Decton um, and had them flush mounted so that's where the cooktop sits perfectly flat with the induction um, that can then become 
you know, to the millimeter, you need a CNC machine to cut it. Uh, that's where you need to have some accurate specs. But generally, you send your kitchen designer the models and everything is online. And a good manufacturer will have specs for designers, architects, whoever it is, and they just look them up, draw them in, happy days, done. It's not as difficult as what people think. Okay. Yeah. Well, wonderful. Well, thank you for that. Yeah. It's kind of got off tangent about the cooking demo no, thing. No, but, but it's but it is interesting because it's I not just it, one facet. Yeah. When you when you're looking at spending money in your kitchen, yeah. you've got a lot of things to to really yeah, think well, I mean, about. And a lot of people will walk in, and a lot of uh, demonstration kitchens will have, let's say, a sixty centimeter and a forty five centimeter oven on display. So you've got a bit of a tower there. And then they're like, well, okay, I really didn't want a tower. I wanted side by side. So you want a bank of ovens. But if you have a 45 and a 60 next to each other, you've got a 15 centimetre gap. So how's that going to look? Um, and then you can look at options like warming drawers. So there's uh, kind of think of it, everything in cubes, especially with wall ovens and stuff. Um, and you can make up, make them up any which way you like, really. Um, so a lot of people might not have considered a compact. So what you did was have a compact up the top and a larger oven down the bottom that was very very common um seven eight years ago a lot of people now are doing two larger ovens so 260 by 60 ovens america again totally different like it's just bigger the bigger the better you're talking 76 centimeter 90 centimeter ovens, big big ovens uh whereas europe australia where and Europe particularly is more into the compact oven, so the 45 centimetre, but having a lot of them. So you might have a compact combi steam, a compact um, combi microwave, a compact coffee machine, a compact regular pyrolytic oven. So you get this line of 45 centimetre ovens. So you might have five appliances all in a line, but they're quite small. So it just, it varies, but... Isn't that interesting? Yeah, yeah, it's really yeah. interesting the dynamics of that because the times I've been to Europe, most of the places that we go to are quite small, other than yeah. maybe Doug's family in Spain, which has quite a large house. Yeah. And Doug's uncle's wife hates cooking, so she's got the smallest oven in the world. I mean, I'm, but ge- I'm generalizing. Everyone else is small yeah, because I'm, the houses are small. Are quite, yeah. you know, you've got to fit a lot in. Yeah. I'm generalizing Generalizing, a lot lot, but you don't often like 60 centimeter ovens in europe and when i say europe you know holland sweden Mm. you know those sorts of countries which are smaller living spaces um you're more likely to see two smaller ovens rather than one big oven okay or two smaller appliances well i know how much we fit into our 45 centimeter oven and, and how quickly it cooks relatively to the big 60 centimetre. And the only real time I take a preference over the 60 centimetre is because when Dougie and I went to Morocco, we bought a big tagine and had it shipped back. Yeah. And that just fits into the 60 centimetre oven. Yeah. And so... So, yeah, when you go to a demo, if you want to take in your tagine, do it. Like, because you've got to make sure it fits because yeah. this has like a millimetre at the top but, putting it in. Yeah, and don't discount... A smaller well, oven things. as well. Like st- manufacturers well, I, yeah. do them. Um, people, you know, you don't have to buy a big single standalone cooktop. You can get things called dominoes, which are just a, a single unit. So you could dot them around your bench top. You, you could do anything. Like manufacturers try and build as much possibility in for you. So 
you're not bound by just what's on the shelf. Like, go and have a look at that particular brand and if they show you a combi steam oven but it's not what you're interested in, you should be able to get some insight into how an an oven from that brand will work because functionality across a lot of ovens will be similar. Well, not the same, but similar. And you'll get to see results because the cavity on a... um, The actual oven cavity on a six-function oven versus a 15-function oven, the cavity itself will more likely than not be identical. So the cooking performance will more likely than not be identical. They might just add some more functionality in the 16-function oven versus the five or six-function. But the cavity itself still give you an idea of performance. So have a look at those things and ask the demonstrator too. They should know. Well, I think things have changed since I was first looking when the first demonstration that Dougie and I went to, I think, was pretty well scripted. Yeah. But that was a long time ago and the information just wasn't as as available. The, the technology wasn't as known. Yeah. There wasn't the, the range and the variety that there is now. So, But imagine the, imagine the questions that you can ask now. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So... You'll probably stump a few demonstrators. No, well, it's it's when you go and and you know that sometimes what they say is wrong. Like when we we've been to those ones and you put your hand up and yeah, you do feel a bit embarrassed saying actually. Yeah. But but it's still worthwhile, and I think that's a really good point about taking in the things that matter to you. Yeah. If it matters to you to use your favorite crock pot or your favorite tagine or your favorite saucepan or well, something, does the oven then, have a, a grilling yeah. function? Yeah, exactly. Like that's, that's the main reason broil. we got at the time, the, yeah. the bottom oven, was because it had a grill. And yeah. that's how we like to do... Yeah, we don't have a toaster. But I like the idea of the big pot. If that's the pot that you use for making your pasta and, and everything, your soups and everything in, and it matters to you, take it. Yeah. Don't be ashamed. Yeah. Drag it in. Ask. Yeah. It'll be really engaging for the demonstrator. And you're really in control of how the demonstration goes. So, you, you know, I mean, the demonstrator will have some idea of what they need to do and say from a cooking perspective but you're in control of the way it goes and get your questions answered because that's the whole idea behind it is that you address specific customer queries and i think that point to one thing we always know is that if you've got a question and you don't ask it there's probably two other people at the demonstration who've yep. got the same question so don't happens be afraid to speak up yeah. yeah happens all the time well thanks for that paul no worries okay see, see everybody thanks for listening bye thanks for listening to this podcast as we explore home cooking in a modern world we'd love you to subscribe and for more information please go to our website cookingwithsteam.com mm-hmm.